0: Hey, everyone. Welcome into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. We're going to talk about something that I think is going to be pretty exciting for you today, and that is this. Hey, what if you could retire early and live longer? Raise your hand if you're up for that, right? <laughs> Let's retire early and live longer um, and enjoy life, hopefully, along the way. So Today, I'm going to give you three keys to retiring early. I'm going to talk about that And unpack this on today's show because there's some things that have changed a little bit you may not realize a lot of people they wait and retire and sometimes they pass sooner we're going to talk about some statistics some things you need to know to help you in your life whether you're already retired whether you're close to retirement Uh, or whether you are younger on your journey. These are things that you want to know to prepare well so you can show up where you want to be. Hey, listen, I want to thank many of you that have been listening to this show, or really all of you, quite honestly, that have been listening to this show for some time now. Thanks for dialing in, subscribing. I know a lot of you have left comments, feedback on your podcast app, favorite one, whether it's iTunes or Spotify, whatever. Thank you for doing that. Um, If you've listened to this on YouTube or watched this really on YouTube, Uh, If you haven't yet, I I love your feedback, right? Love the thumbs ups and also love your comments of what you're enjoying about the show. And uh, we always like to give a shout out to our sponsors over at leanonthewall.com. There's a lot of folks with questions out there on what to do with their wealth, um, how they can position it better, how they can potentially save money in taxes, all of these kinds of things. All you need to do is head over to leanonthewall.com. These are companies that have sponsored this show uh, designed to help families protect, grow, Reduce taxes on their wealth. Again, leanonthewall.com. All right, I want to jump in the show today and talk about retiring early. But before I jump into this, I want to read some statistics here I have pulled up on my trusty computer. And I'm going to read this to you that, that I think will be helpful. This, a lot of this comes from biznews.com. Uh, And it was an article talking about retire at 55 and live to 80. Here's what it says. I'm just going to read a few things here. But it says an actuarial study conducted on large U.S. pension funds, including Boeing Aerospace, indicates that employees who retired at the age of 65 often died within two years of retirement. Those who retired earlier, say age 55... Tend to enjoy their retirement on an average of more than 25 years. Now, isn't that interesting? So, somebody that works until 65, they, on this study, it says they basically lived two years and then they died. It's interesting. I was I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday. I was uh, we were at the Breakers in Palm Beach and just uh, hanging out a little bit and getting some sun. And we were talking about some different things. And he said to me, he said, "Mike, there's a gentleman that he actually was a partner in that was a partner in his business." And he ended up buying him out, right years ago. And when his partner was bought out, he retired. His partner retired, and it took about seven years. And then his partner passed away. And my buddy that I was talking to, he was saying, you know, I don't want, I don't want that to be my life. I don't want to retire, and then all of a sudden, you know, I got five, seven years, and I die. That that's that sucks. <laughs> you know, just to put it bluntly. I mean, it's like you work all these years, all this time, and and then you retire, and you're done. And it's like, wow. Here's another uh, piece from the article that goes into the thought is that the hardworking late retirees, that's age 65, are more than likely putting too much stress on their aging bodies and minds. And due to the stress, they develop a variety of health problems. You know, it's, I think we know that stress has a major effect on our bodies over the years. In fact, if you just take a look at a lot of things that happened through this whole COVID-19 time frame. I mean just think about the level of extra stress that people had, and I'm saying this cuz we literally just kind of went through it, we're going through it, right? We're finishing up with it. Here at spring of 2021 is when I'm shooting this. Think about the extra level of stress. I'm talking about parents trying to figure out what the heck am I going to do because my kids are at home and they can't go to school. And and, and the parent has to maybe go to work. What am I going to do with my child? The level of pressure and stress of thinking about companies closing their doors and, and restaurants closing their doors and, and, and people walking around with, with masks on all day long, reducing their oxygen level and all of these things that are happening, right? Levels of stress. And we're seeing people, we've had more suicides, we've had more depression, we've had more all kinds of things because of the level of stress. So you can see in a real way that stress affects your body. That's why, by the way, exercise, getting out in the sun, uh, having great friendships, interacting with people. By the way, what was one of the things the CDC told us to do? Hey, social distance, social distance, social distance. We are created for interaction. This is not a COVID conversation. This is a conversation for you to understand how things can create stress on our bodies. And when you talk about working and working longer and being in a place where I just got to grind and grind and grind and grind and grind, the question is why? Hopefully you've been in a situation where you've been somewhat fiscally responsible along the way, right? And we want to talk about the three keys to be able to retire early so you can get there. But this is something that's a huge conversation because I believe this is a derivative. You hear me talk a lot, about the idea of purpose. I believe this idea of extra stress and working longer than we should and not enjoying the journey really comes from not finding your purpose at its core. I think one of the things, we've all heard it maybe when when we were younger. I don't know if you heard this. I know I heard this from several people. And they say, listen, do what you love to do and you will never, can you finish it? Do what you love to do and you will never work a day in your life. That's the quote. That's the phrase. We've all heard, or some of you have heard maybe, in your past, do what you love to do, and you'll never work a day in your life because you're literally doing exactly what you're designed and created for. And if you say, how, what are some of the keys to retiring early? I think the first key is evaluating, are you doing what you're called to do, right? Is there something in life that you've always just kind of wanted to do? What I've found is when you do um, what you're called to do, you often will ch- achieve greater success, not only personally, greater fulfillment, but you'll also achieve greater financial success often because you're in the lane that you really want to be in. You are passionate about it, meaning you're giving more to the job. You're willing to do. I love what Zig Ziglar says. He says this. He said, when you do more than you're paid to do, someday you'll get paid more for what you do. (laughs) Think about that. When you do more than you're paid to do, Someday you'll get more, paid more for what you do. In other words, when you find what you're really passionate about, in other words, you go down the road, you say, okay, what do I really, really enjoy? What fuels me? What problems in the world need solved? You do know that the more problems you solve, often the more money you make. I mean, let's just use Jeff Bezos as an example. Right? Here's a guy that basically created Amazon, right? And said, what are some of the problems that are that people are facing today? Maybe it's a problem of convenience. What are some of the challenges? Well, the challenges are people's lives are busy. They're running here, there, and everywhere. Going to the store, getting in traffic, depending on where you live. You know, if you live in LA or in New York or in some of these areas, Atlanta for sure, right? I mean, tons and tons and tons of traffic. Talk about stress, right? And then to think that you got to go buy clothes for your kids or you got to get cleats for their baseball game or a a mitt or you got to get baseball. You got to get all this stuff. It's like, I don't have time for that. I don't want to use my weekend shopping eight hours a day. So Jeff Bezos says, you know what? This is a serious problem. People don't have time for this. What if we could create an opportunity where they could literally buy whatever they want online? Hence came the e-commerce stores all over the place and now you're seeing a pop-up everywhere But really a lot of this was instituted from his direction in a lot of ways not that it didn't exist before him He just created a a a, a place that made it easy for sellers quite honestly to use Amazon He created a place because it used to be eBay I have a lot of friends that would sell on eBay back in the day and they moved over to Amazon. Why? Because not that eBay was antiquated, but Amazon actually had some street cred. People felt like they weren't buying used products. They felt like they could buy something new, get whatever they wanted. And this isn't a cut on eBay. They've kind of come along as well. But Amazon created a marketplace, Jeff did through Amazon, that which enabled people to get what they wanted, when they wanted, and that solved a ton of problems. What was the result? <laughs> well, the result was pretty much everybody that you know uses Amazon, including yourself. Oh, and by the way, what well, wasn't too shabby, Jeff on the journey just so happened to become the richest man in the world. Do you think that's a coincidence? I don't. Now, I know there's a lot of Jeff Bezos haters out there, and a lot of people say, oh, he's this and he's that, and there may be some things that are true or not true in relation to that, but the point is, he solved through that marketplace and technology a ton of problems. He brought a ton and and really created a, a, a tremendous amount of convenience to people's lives. And because that was the case, he helped a lot of people and he made a lot of money in the process. So step number one on your journey to retire early is find out the problems that you were originally intended to solve in your life. That'll help you enjoy the journey longer. It'll also probably help you make more money. Now, the other thing that I want to challenge you in relation to your investments is you need to really have, as you're investing your money and investing your wealth and preparing for those, we'll call it 30 to 40 years of unemployment, otherwise known as retirement, you need to be in a place where you have the appropriate investments aligned. There's a sliding scale that basically says, they, they call it your, um, your risk scale, right? It's, it's, it's based on your age. The role of 100 often is heard of this, which is you take your age and subtract it from 100 and you get a number. So as an example, let's say you're 60 years old and you take 100 minus 60 and you get 40. What that means is that you should have about 40% of your investments, your investment portfolio, your net worth that you're investing into stocks, bonds, mutual funds, annuities, whatever it is, you should have about 40% at risk and about 60% in safety. Okay. That's what that scale says. And obviously if you're 70, then, then the numbers change because 100 minus 70 is 30 and so on and so forth. But the point is that's just an example of what you should be doing in your investment life. So when you take a look at it in your investments, you need to have an appropriate level of risk. That's number one. You also need to have realistic goals. What are your goals? Are they realistic? How much money do you really need saved? What kind of life do you really need to live? You know, it's interesting. A lot of people don't realize that when they're working, if you're working at a job and you have a 401k uh, and you're working for a company, oftentimes 20, well, let me say 10 to 20 to 25% of your income actually can be coming off and going into certain benefits, like investing into a 401k or to help subsidize or pay for health insurance and things like that. And so oftentimes when you retire, you don't realize that the amount of money you're actually living on isn't your full salary. Example, if your salary is $300,000 or $200,000 a year, well, you may not need $200,000 a year to live on. You might actually only need $100,000 or 120 <laughs> because of all of the expenses that you have. Maybe you're younger and you have children. I have four kids, right? They all go to school. They all need clothes. They all need stuff. I can tell you right now that when we retire, those kids won't be in the house. That's like a huge pay raise for me. Thank you, Jesus. Right? <laughs> so all of these things you have to factor in when you start to think about what do I actually need to retire? Right? What do I actually need to retire? Well, And then the other thing that I got to tell you in this journey is you got to get help. You need help. You can't do this on your own. You got to be in a place where you find uh, someone that is knowledgeable, that can help you craft and create a plan. You know, um, we have a couple guys over at uh, my other companies. Uh, that I have that as we help families with their wealth that are baseball or athletes. Let me say it this way. They're athletes because some are baseball, some other things, but that are athletes. And what I can tell you is, and when I say athletes, I don't mean they're playing for the Little League. These guys are in the pros, right? They're playing for the professional leagues and the leagues that they're in. And one of the things that I've noticed is that the athletes that get better actually get a coach. In fact, the best athletes still have a coach on their journey. They see the value in having a coach. And somehow we have thought in our own mind because of the access to information today that we can just go research things and learn a lot of things and do everything on our own. Well, yes, you can research and you can learn a lot of things and there's a lot of things that you can do on your own. But what I found is when you're willing to pay for, listen to, and really adopt advice from someone who has been doing this for years and years and years, often it can shorten the curve and mitigate some of the risk and pitfalls that you may otherwise encounter if you tried to go at this alone. quick example is, is health, right? I have some friends, I got a lot of friends that are actually doctors. Well, one of the things that I know is if I want to get healthier or if I want to get stronger, if I want to get fitter, or if I want to you know, work on something in my life, I'm going to reach out to someone that's an expert in that field and I'm going to say, listen, um, I've been researching things, I've been reading things, I've been um, uh, analyzing things, but I know that you have more study here than I do. Now, just because they have more study, that doesn't mean that I'm going to just take at face value everything that they say and do everything they tell me to do. But what I am going to do is I'm going to seek out their wisdom. You know, the Bible talks about um, getting wisdom and, and, and gaining more wisdom as someone that actually will attain unto wise counselors. In other words, they'll seek other people that are wise. You've heard it said about CEOs. One of the best ways for a CEO to grow their company is to understand their role. It's been said that you always want to be not... The smartest person in the room. Find people, hire people that are smarter than you, hire people that can do things better than you in areas that you're not good at, right? It helps round it out. And so getting help is a crucial piece of this journey. I remember um, uh, when I interviewed uh, Vince Gill on The Michael Wall Show, which is another podcast that I have, I interviewed Vince Gill, country star, I was at his house, him and Amy Grant's house a couple years ago. In fact, I have a guitar. If you do a side shot here, you see the guitar right over here. That guitar, which is kind of like tan color, tan and black, that on the bottom left, if you see it, that is literally Vince Gill's signature to me, Michael Wall. Pretty cool, right? Well, I remember when I interviewed Vince at his house, he said to me, and, and Vince is a stud. I mean, he's got 22, 23 Grammys, whether you like country or not, he's... He's done very, very well. He's been on over 1,000 CDs. For those of you that are younger, that's called compact discs, all right? This is before everything was digital. Um, And one of the things he said to me, which I loved, he said, sometimes, Mike, people just need to know when to get out of their own way. Think about that for a minute. Sometimes people just need to know when to get out of their own way. So my question for you is, are you in your own way? Are you standing in front of success for your future? Are you standing in front of maybe an early retirement where you can spend time doing things that you need to do because you're just not open to things? Maybe you've been burned in the past. Maybe you've been open to advice in the past and you're in a place where you say, Mike, I was open to advice in the past and it didn't work out well for me. You know, I got bad advice. Cause you're right, there's a lot of well-intended, intentioned people, a lot of well-intentioned people out there that wanna give advice but don't know what they're talking about. That exists. And that means you gotta do more research and you gotta do more, make more efforts. And sometimes that can close you off and put you in a place where you're like, I, I, I don't, I'm not gonna listen to anybody anymore because I've had a lot of people try and tell me stuff and you know, people that I trusted and respected and, and cared for, and I thought they cared for me and they're giving me this advice. And I spent years of my life going down this path, my investment path or life path, and I found out that they were wrong. And Mike, you don't know how bad that hurt. Well, I can tell you I do, because I've been there also. We probably all have been there, but that doesn't mean you quit. That doesn't mean you stop. That means you press pause and say, okay, let me think about this. Where is the advice coming from? Who is the person behind giving the advice? I've talked to a lot of people when they look at articles and things like that in relation to investments, and they're like, well, I read this article in this paper that said this, or I I watched this interview on TV that that said this. I'm like, wait, time out. First off, who wrote the article? Do you know that person? Have they ever sat down with you? Have they asked you questions about your personal financial situation? Do they know your goals? Have they helped you evaluate your situation? No, 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 no. And you mean to tell me that you are taking advice from a column, an article, or an interview from someone you've never met before, and you're applying it completely to your your life. Now, you might say, well, Mike, I'm listening to this podcast, or I'm watching this show, and I'm maybe taking your advice. Well, that's true, but what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to challenge you to challenge the advice that you're receiving, even the advice that I'm giving you. In fact, listen, if you go read the Bible, the Apostle Paul said that himself. Listen, don't just take my word for it. Go read it on your own. What I'm telling you is is you got to get a plan in place. you got to be in a place where you have the appropriate level of risk, not just try and find investments where you can shoot for the fences all day long. You got to do that. You got to have realistic goals and you got to get help. So on that note, if you're in a place where you have questions about retiring early, you want to live longer, and you've been challenged to find a team that can help you do what you need to do, then yeah, I'm going to challenge you right now to head over to leanonthewall.com because that's a company that's been around for almost 20 years, great people great folks there that are designed in such a way that it's education-based, designing to help you get to the place where you can get the kind of education you need, right? I'm a big believer that a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available, and I also believe that people can make good choices with the right education. That's the foundation of making good choices and good decisions in life, the right education. Very important. Now, You've heard it said before, and I'm going to land the plane with this. You've heard people say, well, um, knowledge is power. No, it isn't. That's a lie. You're like, Mike, that's, I don't believe that. Knowledge is power. Look at all these people that are knowledgeable, and, and they... No, no, no. Knowledge in and of itself is not power. Don't confuse yourself. You can read books until you're blue in the face, sit at home, research, 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 read, 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 and know all kinds of information and stay right at home and do nothing with the knowledge that you've received. Knowledge is not power. It's the application of the knowledge that you have. That's where the power is created. Just like the light switch. The power is already there. It exists, but it does not release to turn the lights on until you flip the switch. So you must take action to go down this path of retiring early, living longer, and really adding value to the world around you. That's really what it's all about, right? I mean, what, is, what, is, what good is earning money and making a lot of wealth and doing all these things if we can't be in a place where we're not, where we're not adding value to the world around us and enjoying the journey, by the way, along the way? So thanks so much for tuning in and thanks for staying with me on this show. I know we kind of dove into a variety of things there, but I just wanted to cover a few things that I think are important for you on this journey of retiring early and living longer. Very important. So thanks for dialing in. Make sure you subscribe and uh, click the notification bell. If you're watching on YouTube, share this show with someone that needs to hear it. I know there's people you know that need to hear this information to be encouraged to make sure that they have a financial checkup right for their own wealth and they're prepared well for what's going to happen in their retirement. And they need to hear this and you are the, the conduit to get it to them. So thanks for dialing in. As always, my desire is to help you to live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Have a great one. we will talk to you next show. Thank you for listening to the Invest Well Show. Please note that this information shared on the show is not investment advisory advice, and it may not be reflective of your personal situation or the needs that you have. If you have questions specific to your financial situation, please make sure that you reach out to an investment advisor directly or a tax attorney or tax coach or CPA to help you with your personal situation. Any additional questions that you may have, please make sure that you seek out a professional to get the guidance needed for your specific situation. Again, all content and information shared on this show is not to be deemed as specific investment advisory advice.